Before we begin, I would like to invite our listeners to the Silver Fountain Inn on Saturday, November 6th in Dover, New Hampshire. The event is the third annual Psychic Wellness Fair and Spirit event sponsored by Karen Tatro, Spirit Medium. Come join Nina and I for a day of inspiration and indulgence in this 1800s Victorian bed and breakfast in the heart of New Hampshire's seacoast. I will be doing Akashic readings from 11 to 4, and the event includes a high tea in the inn's dining room. Plus, if you book for the night, you can join Karen Tatro for a spirit investigation of this historic building. For more information and to make your high tea reservation, go to vitalbioenergetics.com and click on workshops. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G and co-host Nina G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm Bill G, and I'm here with Nina, and today uh, is a very special show because last weekend I was at a ayahuasca retreat for the very first time, and we're going to be getting into more detail about that, but for those of you who are interested in doing an ayahuasca retreat, and you happen to live in the New England area or eastern New York or northern New Jersey, you now have a ayahuasca retreat center within a few hours drive, which is fantastic. You no longer have to like travel all the way down to Peru or Colombia to have one of these experiences. Uh, This was my very first ayahuasca experience, and I was guided to do it um, basically from my, my own internal instruction. I've been wanting to do this for a while. And so when the opportunity presented itself, a girlfriend of ours had an experience down in Florida, and then we found this other place here in New England. And we were like, well, that's, this is just divine synchronicity. Yeah. And she changed so much during her experience down in Florida um, and then uh, wanted to find something closer. And then this was the other option. So uh, Bill was just right on the spot when she was talking about it, said, I want to do that and went online and booked it like right then and there. It's very odd for you to do that. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, so what is ayahuasca? So um, ayahuasca is a South American psychoactive brew that's used in ceremonial spirit medicine among the peoples of the Amazon basin. It's made from the, I'm going to, Banisteriopsis copy vine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, which is the technical name for it, of course. Uh, It's harvested by the shaman and then it's cooked along with some other herbs and according to the specific tradition that's being followed. And when they say uh, psychoactive brew, um, it does induce hallucinations. Um, But that's really, I I believe that the hallucination aspect of it is actually the. kind of a side effect more than anything else because the it's really is the the essence of plant medicine the peoples the indigenous peoples of the amazon basin uh used to take this brew and 
um, it would alter the frequency of their um, consciousness. So that way they can receive instruction, divine instruction that is there all the time within the morphogenic field. And it would tell them what plants were good to eat, what plants were good for medicinals and whatever. And this is how these people were able to survive in an extremely harsh environment and even thrive. I've had my own experience with uh, shaman work. I've had many initiations up in um, uh, north of Montpelier, Vermont, uh, with the um, Michael Harner Association up there, their, their foundation, um, which is very cool. And you can do, you can have these sort of experiences in, in a few different ways. And one of them is definitely plant medicine, especially if you have a really hard time journeying, you can really kind of open up your mind with these things and really get to that place and allow your mind to get to that place in order to have those experiences. Um, the, the kind of normal everyday version of this, I suppose, if you want to call it is through like the drum or the rattle, even um, where there, the drum creates a certain um, uh, wavelength mm -hmm. and that particular Hertz that's being generated through the drum opens up that same part of the brain so you can have that same experience. So it's really interesting. You can, you know, go a bunch of different ways in, in having this. So now we've both had a really kind of different, but similar. Right. Right. Experience in, in, in this sort of shaman work. Right. And I, and I've tried to do the, um, the, uh, the journey work through the drum before and with various degrees of success. And I've never really gotten there, you know, cause I'm one of these people who is constantly, overanalyzing, overthinking what is happening to me at any given moment. And so what I needed in this ayahuasca experience is to break down that ego, to um, just let go and allow the vision to happen or allow the healing to happen, which is something I personally had a hard time with, which is why this experience was so good for me. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's different. I think it just kind of depends on your brain chemistry and your ability to let go. Um, some people can do it really easily. And then some people need a little bit of help. Like if you listen, if you ever listen to Ram Das talk about his life, he needed that help. And mm -hmm. he knew a bunch of people who needed that help too. And he got heavily into psychedelics in order to have these sorts of experiences and then become the man that he did. Right, right. And, and, and Timothy Leary was also working in that during that era with psychedelics for that same purpose. And even the military worked with psychedelics as well. They, they did because of a lot of that work, because mm -hmm. of how it, it is able to open the brain for you to have these extraordinary experiences. Mm -hmm. So where is... This sanctuary, it's called the Pachamama Sanctuary. Yeah. Where is it? It's just located just outside of Concord, New Hampshire. Um, so it's they, kind of in the middle of the state. Yeah, kind of in the middle of the state. So um, they they don't give out the exact address um, until you have um, actually uh, you know paid your money and done your and um, filled out your paperwork. Um, probably because you know it's a it's a they consider it a sacred space. Uh, when you arrive there, um, they they take your keys and they take your cell phone. And the reason for that is um, they don't want, uh, when you are on the ayahuasca, it is considered, it, it is a, psychedel a psychedelic, it 
it's not you're not going to be able to operate a vehicle yeah you just well. don't know what you're going to do so they make sure you're safe they're, yeah they they're actually your, really cool about that over there and they take all that into consideration yeah and they take your cell phone too because they say that um uh you don't want to be calling your friends and family while you're uh yeah. you're on this stuff so uh you know it's they're the staff there is extremely conscientious about your safety. They're there to help you through this. And, um, and everyone's experience is unique. Um, so they, they want to make sure that you are in a non-judgmental, uh, very safe place to do that. You know, I, I think they may also not give out their exact address right this moment because they are looking for a bigger facility because they're very small right now, aren't they? They're fairly small, yes. Yeah, so maybe they're you know anticipating this sort of move and they just don't want to make it set in stone. This is where we are today. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because they, they have been looking for other locations that fell through. Um, but for the moment, it's it's fairly, fairly small. It's intimate, um, but surprisingly well-organized. So you had an honest-to-goodness real shaman from Colombia. Right. Who was this shaman? Uh, his name is uh, uh, Tayeta Hector, and Tayeta is a, um, a is a title. It's a, it's shaman, and um, he is a musician, author, and a follower of the Colombian tradition. So this is something I wasn't aware of before I went. Is that um, I an ayahuasca shamanic experience differs depending on which part of the Amazon basin that the uh, the shaman comes from. And they have different shamans coming to this retreat, right? So yes, it kind of depends do. on the weekend. Mm -hmm. What other traditions are coming besides Colombian? Uh, Peruvian. And um, that's, I believe that's it. They just oh, mostly it's, it's Peruvian or Colombian at the moment, but I'm sure they'll be expanding that at, in the years to come. And how long has he been a shaman? Uh, he's been a shaman for 20 years. And did he come from a lineage of shamans? Because usually that's how it goes. No, no, he did not. Well, he, yes and no. And yes and no. And 20 years ago, he started this journey where he um, uh, had an ayahuasca experience and was inspired then to really study it. Um, and he felt called to become a shaman. And then he became a disciple of other shamans in that tradition. And uh, like I said, he's been doing this for 20 years. In fact, while he was there, he celebrated his 60th birthday. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was nice. And um, uh, he doesn't speak very much English. Um, he mostly speaks Spanish and he had a translator there uh, helping him along the way. So what did you have to do? What do you have to do before you go to an ayahuasca retreat? It's pretty intensive. It is pretty intensive because what they want, uh, when you want go to one of these things, you need to already have started the work. And the work is a purification process. Um, I mean, we've been talking about purification for quite a while. Um, the stuff that um, Oracle Girl does, it's, it's the purification space. So we are always working on purifying the body, purifying the consciousness uh, in preparation for this fourth density um, uh, ascension that we are experiencing right now. So when you are preparing to go to ayahuasca for two weeks beforehand, they give you a, a diet where you have to, and they call it the dieta and you have to have no sex, you no pork, 
um, limit your salt, limit your uh, no refined sugars, carbonated dead beverages, caffeine is out, nicotine is out, alcohol, uh, cannabis is out, alcohol is out, and frozen things and uh, frozen foods, right? Frozen foods salt, like salt, garlic. Yeah, well, that came. That's the, the that's in the week before. week before. It gets it gets really intense the week before. The week before is when they cut. You have to cut out the salt, the pepper, the um, uh, the all processed foods. The uh, yeah, that was a little hard, just like seasoning your food. Like, right, you put it in. and it's and really no garlic bland. and no garlic too. Yeah, we love garlic, <laughs> and you know garlic's good for you. Uh, but again, it's about making your body as pure a temple as possible for the ayahuasca experience and then when you arrive at the event um and you arrive you know round about 3 p.m in the afternoon on a friday um they don't serve any food <laughs> there is no dinner served because you, then you begin a fast and you don't even take your first cup of ayahuasca until about 8 9 p.m and so for all that time, they, you can drink water. In fact, they encourage you to be drinking water, but nothing else. And again, the reason is they want your stomach to be empty, number one. Yeah, we'll tell you why in a second. And they also want your, um, the rest of your body to be cleansed. So actually, if you're planning on doing something like this and you're at a loss of, of what to eat, um, I went online and I was looking just for some simple recipes. We eat really well. We eat like all organic, non-processed food. Um, everything is, is really fresh. So we didn't have a really hard time except with the seasoning. I really was really trying to figure out how to make it nice for you. But um, online, you can just do a search for like ayahuasca diet and it'll give you like what to eat for breakfast, which is usually like oats. Um, they say eggs, you know, if you can tolerate that, but they have a whole list of things. So you can look that up and, um, and find some good ideas about that. Yeah. And what surprised me about it was the, the no sex, including no, no masturbation. And they, again, the whole idea here is um, the uh, purifying of the body. It's a, a, the, it's like the pure abstinence is a way of bringing your vibration up to us a, a certain level in order to, and not have that release, that constant release in the, the brain and whatever, in order for the medicine to really do its work. Okay. So you did the diet and then you drove there, mm -hmm. which is like two and a half hours away from us. What did you find when you got there? Well, what I, because you said I would have hated it. <laughs> well, so what did you see? Well, what I, well, Nina hates camping. So that's, yeah, I'm so sorry. All <laughs> you campers out there, it's just not for me, man. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the experience was very much like camping uh, because the, um, uh, there were 35 of us and we were all crammed into uh, a, a party tent, you know, kind of like what you would, if you have one of these like outdoor weddings and you have this big party tent and everybody, you know, where all the dancing and all the food is served and whatever, yeah, and that's like their, one of those. That's our temporary structure for now. That is a temporary yeah. structure. And yes, they yes. are looking for something else. Yes. And they'd be cool if they bought a yurt, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. And they have, they do have a house and the house can comfortably hold up to 15 people. But like I said, we had 35 people. So we really had to be outside and uh, we all had small cots um, which were just wide enough for someone to lay down in comfortably and 
we were like four inches away from each other. Um, tight, tight it was quarters. Tight quarters. But, you know, and and the thing is, it's ceremony space. So if you're thinking that you're going to be going there for a resort-like weekend, think again. It's That's not what the purpose is. The purpose is to induce a catalyst experience so that way you can expand your consciousness. So you keep that in mind that this is not so on the on the not so great side it could be cold it could be hot it could be wet like mm -hmm. rainy even though you're under a tent you could still if you're if you arrive late don't do this folks because you'll be stuck by the door and if it rains you're getting wet you're getting wet there <laughs> and and you know the food is sparse but you probably want that while you're there yeah and but what are some what were some of the really cool things about that sort of quote camping experience that you had it was very intimate you got to really know your the people there and there were all people from all kinds of walks of life there and that was a very interesting and fun uh experience to really get to know people that you would have maybe never even given the time of day to before and did they have this great fire outside you could sit around oh yeah the yeah stars oh yeah they had a campfire that was really nice and the thing is the campfire itself is actually an altar because at these ceremonies there's usually some kind of fire that is is an altar they have another altar and while the the, the shaman is going through the ceremony absolutely in in all shamanic experiences you know fire is is life um kind of like kind of like the tv show survivor mm -hmm. um, your torch your fire is your life um, your fire is where you're born out of. So, so it's the, and your fire is consciousness and wisdom. It's, it's all kinds of things. So when you sit around the fire, um, even in like an initiation that's happening inside, uh, like something that I did, which had nothing to do with ayahuasca, but you know, you light a candle, you always have some sort of fire going in the middle for the entire ceremony. So uh, tell us what happened to you. You, you sat around for a while, you waited for everyone to come, you got to know people. And then the shaman comes in and he brings his cup of tea. Yes. And well, the thing is, he, he, he brews it ahead of time. And, it's, and the thing is, it's, it wasn't a, it wasn't a plastic jug. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't. And we, we drank out of paper cups and, um, you know, he was in full ceremonial garb. He had the rattles. He had a harmonica. He, he was a great musician and he could play the guitar like, and sing like nobody's biz. And, um, uh, he, the, the ceremony started off with, um, this, this thing where he, he takes, um, tobacco leaves, dried tobacco leaves, and he it's ground up into a powder and then they blow it up your nose. And, and, and it's all that's to, to, you know, wake up the brain and, um, and which is, was a, it, it was an experience. <laughs> and, um, it was, um, but what I discovered with that is that again i'm someone who thinks too much my right, brain so, so when when you had the tobacco blown up your nose you had some like you had a really bad headache didn't you or oh, just pain oh it, tremendous pain now that wasn't everybody's experience it was my experience yeah so everyone's going to have something different depending right. on what they need yeah and and my experience with that was geez you can't um uh that that my brain was too uh, too active. My brain is always too active. When I, even when I'm sleeping and I'm dreaming, I'm, I'm constantly planning and scheming and, and doing all sorts of things. And what he was explaining to me was 
when if you have pain in that experience it means your brain is exhausted that you're overthinking all the time and so you just need to let the hell go you know get just let that be and uh, something we we forgot to mention too is that um the ayahuasca experience and even the the having the tobacco in your nose is um you are not supposed to swallow this obviously um be so when the um when in the very beginning they give you a bucket because that bucket becomes your friend and that and why does that bucket become your friend after you drink that cup of tea because um you don't hold it <laughs> you will you will purge it yeah and so you're going to be you know vomiting quite a bit although our friend who we mentioned earlier when she went she actually didn't vomit at all which i hear is kind of rare but she was uh she yeah. had a different kind of formulation of the yeah, she had she had the uh, the Peruvian formulation, which right. I understand is a little more mild. <laughs> so again, it's like different for everyone. But how many times did you vomit that evening, and how many cups of tea did you have? Well, I mean, it was a two night thing, so we had ceremony Friday night and Saturday night, and in total, uh, I threw up six times. <laughs> and then, how was that? Like you, you were telling me that. Um, once you throw up, you feel a whole lot better. You do, you and, do. And isn't that when the visions come? That is when the visions come in. Or actually, for that was a way. That was my experience. It's not everybody's experience. That was so. It, the the throwing up is a purging process because when the medicine is in your stomach and it is getting into your liver, it's getting into your, it's mixing with your blood. It is drawing out toxins. It's seeking out those parts of you that need healing. And then it draws it back into itself. So then you purge it, you, you throw it up. Uh, we had one gentleman there who um, recently had COVID. And so he had like lingering COVID in the, um, in his gut. And so when he purged, he didn't purge out through his mouth. He pur purged through the other end. And um, at the end of it, he felt like a million bucks because all of that lingering um, inflammation, all of that lingering disease that was in him just came completely out of him and every cell was revitalized. That is really cool. What, what, were, what were some of the things you saw in the visions that you had? Well, the, what I saw in the visions was the first visions that I had had to do with um, just the removal of the toxins, I believe. Um, I saw this black, inky stuff. And granted, I didn't have visions with my eyes open. I had to have my eyes closed to actually have the visions. Because uh, when I opened my eyes, I just saw the inside of the tent. Oh, interesting, because our friend, she said when her eyes were open, she saw magnificent colors. But mm -hmm. then again, she was doing a different sort of formulation and she's a whole different person. And a whole different person. Yeah. There were people in the room that were having major um, uh, visions with their eyes open, whatever. Me, I, eyes needed to be closed in order to see stuff. Again, it, I think it has to do with the fact that when I have my eyes open, I tend to analyze and ground. That's fine. I mean, if you're that kind of person, then then that's the experience you're going to have. So for me, I had I closed my eyes, and then uh, there was a moment when uh, 
the, this beautiful woman showed up and was showing me these blank tarot cards. <laughs> and uh, we, we later analyzed that. And um, oh, what did you, what did you get out of all this? What I got out of that was, um, well, I guess, I guess just to cut to the chase here on what I got out of the whole experience was that um, I felt a tremendous level of connection that I've never felt before, especially to the cosmos. Because on the first night after my third cup and I purged my third cup, I was feeling really chill. And so I went out and sat next to the fire and there were so many stars out that night. I mean, it was a perfectly clear night and there was also a meteor shower going on. So it was really, really cool. And I felt such a connection to the cosmos, a, a feeling. And, and the thing is I've looked up in the stars before and felt a connection, but it was deeper and more connected that I've ever felt before in my life. And uh, then, you know, the next day on the, when we, we all got together and we, you know, we were sharing, I was mentioning how, um, you know, I'm the kind of person who holds space for everybody else, uh, both professionally and in my own family. Um, you know, I have a son I have to take care of. I got a mother-in-law I got to take care of. I got Nina to take care of. So I'm always holding space for people in my personal life. And I'm always holding space for my clients. And so that makes it very difficult for me to hold space for myself because I'm always looking to help others. I'm not taking enough time to help myself. So what this weekend brought to light more than anything else was my need to also hold space for myself. And what a wonderful feeling that was to, because, you know, people were going through stuff and my instinct was kicking is like, oh no, you need to break out your charts. You need to, you need to help these people go through this. And I'm, then I was like, no, there are plenty of other people here to do that. The staff was there and they had a lot of staff there that weekend. They had like 10 people going around, making sure everyone was okay, listening to when people really needed to decompress and try and figure out what the heck they were seeing. I didn't have to do that. That wasn't my job. My, also cleaned out your vomit bucket, didn't you? No, you had to clean your own. Oh. <laughs> you have to clean your own. Um, they had a, a station for that, and you clean it out. You know, people say, ooh, ooh, gross, whatever. Um, after the first 20 minutes or whatever, you're over it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, everyone's going through an experience, too. And yeah, it's difficult. Yes, after the first cup, I was wondering, what the hell did I sign up for? But you stick it out. If you go to one of these things, you stick it out. What you take away from the experience is absolutely priceless. And it stays with you. It, it isn't just, okay, all right, now we're all done. And I'm going to go back to the real world here and, you know, and forget it all happened. Like, you know, some crazy weekend. You do have to work on that though, because it, it can leave you after, you know, a bunch of days. It does. It does. And which is important. Why? the dieta, the, you know, the, the diet and whatever, you have to actually continue that for two weeks after the experience as well. 
in order to allow the medicine to continue to work in your body because it stays in your body for 14 to 20 days afterwards. And then once you, you see whatever it is you're going to see or you experience whatever it is you're going to experience, you need to take kind of that advice and however you translate it in yourself and you have to make it part of your regular life back home, don't you? In order yes. to kind of keep that going. Cause that's the whole purpose of it. They show you, you, or you show yourself or, or however it, it works in there, but you see something and you learn something about yourself. It's really profound. Usually even mm-hmm. if you only have um, a small experience and you, in order to make those changes in your life that you, that made you go to, to ayahuasca to begin with, right? you have to continue on when you come home. And it's a lifestyle choice. It, it becomes a lifestyle choice because um, uh, we were talking to uh, one gentleman who is um, having a real hard time with the dieta. And because he was a guy who loved to um, eat cheeseburgers and fries and he liked to drink like almost every night and he drank and he smoked a lot of weed. And he was like, I, I don't know if I can do this. This is crazy because I can't, you know, that he has gotten so accustomed to that toxic lifestyle. And so he was asking, how do you do this? What do you eat? I don't get it. Cause you know, he, this is a person who lives on his own and is just used to eating out all the time. And, you know, what um, they were explaining to him was this, this is a choice because eventually what you discover after you've had the eye experience is that, do I really want to be polluting my body like that anymore? Do I really want to be lowering my vibration like that anymore? Because if you leave your ayahuasca experience and immediately go like, hooray, I get to be off my diet. You know, like how a lot of people are off their diets and they immediately go to drive through a McDonald's. That high that you're feeling that, that um, happy, buzzy feeling that you are, that you're holding on to because the medicine is still doing its job stops dead in its tracks. The minute you break that diet. So that the whole physical vehicle needs to be tended to as well as the emotional and mental part of the vehicle. Right, exactly. So um, this experience, this catalyst experience that puts you into this other mindset for a moment, because the Aya is a psychedelic, it breaks away that ego block that keeps you from experiencing what it feels like to have your consciousness expanding. And then once you experience that, you want to keep experiencing that. And that's why the lifestyle needs to change. Well, it is really wonderful to break out of the construct of the typical 3D control experience that we all have living here, right? Where it could be money, work, family, all these things that you don't want to tolerate in your life, you know, but you do because you feel like this is the only way. Um, this kind of really shows you uh, that there is something else and it's right with you. You just have to choose it. Right, right. That vibration, that information that is coming to you all the time, that, that if you, all you need to do is tune your radio to hear it, it's already there. And most of us 
have no idea how to tune into that because what we eat, how we sleep, how our addictions keep us from getting there. It's just so ingrained. And it's so ingrained into our culture. And yeah, it's normal, normal. right. And But it isn't. No, absolutely. Because the body's natural state is to be healthy. The body's natural state is to be attuned into that information. And to be in balance. And to be in balance. And so, um, yeah. So are you going to go again? Would you do it again? If you asked me that question after night one, I would have said, hell no. If you asked me that question after night two, I would have said, probably not. Now that it's been six days since I've been there, the answer is absolutely yes. I would absolutely do this again. Because um, now that, um, you know, that that Aya buzz is starting to go away, um, I can see, even though I've made some choices that I'm going to stick to, and I'm going to continue my consciousness expansion, whatever work uh, with me and with my clients too. Um, I'm seeing this is important. This is important for me. Yeah, there's more for you, right? You know, there's mm-hmm. more to see. And when you kind of get back into that whole 3D construct of life, living your life and working and whatever, it's very, very hard to connect with that on a moment to moment basis. But within that, um experience that lingers you can connect with it much easier right right exactly and then you'll come to this point like if you go um a few more times you know you're you're probably going to come to this point where you can hold it absolutely yeah it's just a matter of practicing and this is this is in essence a practice of that absolutely yes and they um you don't want to go 20 million times in every weekend and because then then it becomes itself an addiction yes you never want to create um an identity that i have to do something outside of myself in order to find the things that are inside but we can use them as tools uh, right to to make those connections that we know what it feels like we know what we're looking for and then we can get there yes and and, and, and it is a tool Absolutely. And we're always need to find tools. I mean, even the, um, the charts, the dowsing charts that I use for my clients, whatever, it's a tool. It is not a program. It is not a system. It's not something that you are, it's not a religion. It is something, it is a tool designed to help with your consciousness expansion. And that's it. That is and it is no more and no less that, just a tool. And even with what you do, the Akashic dowsing, with your tool, those experiences can be very difficult with people as they are working through their stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you are just showing them um, what they're asking about, what they're having a problem with. You're showing them the basis of that, the root of that problem. And it's really then uh, up to them to take that, what you just put in the conscious mind, mm-hmm. and then change it. It's the same with ayahuasca. Yeah. And and I would recommend for, for you clients of mine out there who are listening right now, I do recommend this experience. I think, especially if you are still struggling um, and we've done the Akashic dowsing, you know where your demons are because we've, the, 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 re- the soul records have pointed them out and we have, and you're working on it. This may be another tool that you can put in your tool chest to, uh, to get the job done. 
So if you want to have the Panchamama Sanctuary experience, uh, Bill's going to put that down into the description. In the, the, in the, the show website, notes. Right? In the, in show the show notes. notes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. For the whole weekend, the, the base price is $650, which is actually extremely affordable when you compare it to uh, other uh, ayahuasca retreat centers. And especially if you are thinking about going to Costa Rica or Colombia or whatever to have this experience, uh, $650 for, the, for a two and a half hour drive. I'll take that any day. That's really um, very affordable for a lot of people. And they were super nice and they really, they really knew what they were doing over there, right? Absolutely. And the support there is just tremendous. And they've, they've only been there at this particular location for just under a year. And the, just the incredible outpouring of popularity that this thing is growing if you go onto their website, you'll see their schedule. You can choose the experience that you want to have. And um, oh, and they have they have energy workers there. They have um, sound bath. Oh, yeah. Sound yeah, bath. They, so yeah. they have a bunch of different things that you can participate in while you're there. And some of them are included and some of them are a little are are extra, extra charge. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So it just, just kind of depends what it is. They have something called compo, which is a um, uh, an extra experience. So you pay a little extra for that. And that's uh, the... Uh, the secretion of the giant tree frog, which is uh, then injected into your skin or burned into your skin. And then you, there's another purging that goes along with that, but that's supposedly going extremely good for people who have kidney issues, liver issues, and whatever, because it just cleans out all the toxins wow. in, the, in the body. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. I know this, this episode is probably going a little longer than our normal episode, but I hope you found it extremely interesting I certainly had a great experience. I'm going to have this experience again. Uh, actually, that's not entirely true either because every experience is unique. Um, so I'm so anxious to see what happens next then. So um, if you want to talk more about this and you're a little trepidatious or a little scared about this, uh, you can uh, contact the people right at Pachamama or you can schedule a session online with me at vitalbioenergetics.com slash book online and have a 30 minute free consult with me or schedule an appointment. And we'll be happy to look at your blocks, look at what's preventing you from that consciousness expansion. Maybe even what's preventing you from getting on that diet you need to get on in order to go there. Right. Or, or, or maybe you're just scared to go and you're like, wait a second. I don't know if I can let go of my conscious mind or whatever. Yes, we can work on that. So have a great rest of your day and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.